You're listening to the Creating a Brand podcast. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Today, we're going to have a change of pace from our normal podcast episode to talk about uncovering your cloud nine life. I believe that many of us, people that are creating brands, entrepreneurs that are running businesses, or even just high achievers, don't spend enough time living in cloud nine. Many of us, our lives are just passing us by as we continue to achieve and get more and more done, which may seem like a lot of fun, but at the end of the day, we have to remember, we have to be focused on what we're doing that has meaning and if we're really enjoying it. Today's guest is Jordan Gross. He's going to really explain what this topic means and how we get into some cloud nine living. He is the author of the book, The Journey to Cloud Nine. This is one of my favorite interviews I've ever done on the Creating a Brand podcast. I'm really excited to share it with you today. So here is my interview with Jordan Gross. Jordan, welcome to the Creating a Brand podcast. Hey, what's up, Alex? Thank you so much for having me on. I've been uh, waiting for this for a while. And despite our technical challenges, here we are. Let's uh, let's do this thing. You know, to our audience, we do we go through a lot to do some of these podcast episodes. You'd be surprised some of the technical difficulties we have. So <laughs> here we are. We made it happen. And I'm yeah. really excited about today's episode because we're going to be talking about uncovering your cloud nine life, which mm. is a book that you wrote, Jordan, that I really want to get into today. So I'm, I'm really excited to jump into this with you. Before we even jump into the actual clouds, if you will, in your yeah. book, I want to really talk about what inspired you to write this. This is your second book. And what really inspired yeah. this one? Yeah, so... It was over a year ago now. It was the end of November after Thanksgiving weekend, 2018. I was watching football on Sunday with my buddies. I live in New York City and I was downtown. I live in Midtown. And it was a very typical Sunday where we were just cursing at the TV and trying to beat each other in fantasy. And we slow roasted a pork shoulder and uh, did all that, you know, guy stuff on a Sunday afternoon, but toward the later half of the day, we actually started talking about some more serious things. We started talking about life and love and death and purpose and meaning. Um, and I'm not really sure why we, we had a friend pass away recently, uh, at the time. So maybe we we're just thinking a little bit more about our own lives. Um, so after this, this Sunday, I got an Uber home and I'm driving on the East river and I see a boat in the river and during this Uber ride, I was being quiet, which I never usually am. I usually ask a bunch of questions and I try to talk to the Uber driver, but I had been quiet up to this point. And when I finally saw that boat, I realized that the boat was called cloud nine. Hmm. So I said, Hmm, that's a really cool name for a boat. And I just blurted out, not thinking about like the silence or the conversation from the night. Um, I just blurted out to the Uber driver, Hey, like, Cloud nine is a really cool name for a boat. What, what does cloud nine mean to you? And his responses are actually the foundation for everything that has become living a cloud nine life. And he told me stories about the day that he had his children. He told me stories about the day that he got married. He told me stories about the day that he was a kid and had this amazing childhood memory. And every single story he told me, I sort of realized, wow, there are different opportunities in our lives to be on cloud nine, to have that moment of euphoria. So let me explore this further. And something else that I really realized that, that has always been stuck in my mind because it's how I truly live my life is that he said that the reason why he felt like he was on cloud nine was because it was a decision that he made 
that wasn't based off of other people or society or peers or anybody expecting him to do anything. It was the the route and the choice that he wanted to make. So with that in my mind, I, I talked to a bunch of other people, hundreds of other people, asking them what their cloud nine moments were, what their cloud nine days were, their cloud nine months. How do they live a cloud nine life? And I ultimately uncovered two different sets of of categories, right? So one is these momentous life occasions, like a wedding, like a childbirth. Mm-hmm. And two is an overall theme of different clouds, which we'll, we'll jump into soon, um, that you need to consider as you go about your life in order to live on cloud nine. And the third thing that I realized is that cloud nine always comes from choosing the path that's more in line with your intuition, with your gut and your heart, as opposed to society and what everybody else expects you to choose. So that's all how it all came to be. I I wrote uh, a fictional book about what I had learned um, from November to like February. And then I've just been, you know, polishing it and marketing it ever since. That's great. And I think one of the key points you just said there that probably sticks out to me the most is cloud nine happens in people's lives when they follow their own compass. Yes. Not necessarily the, the, society, you know, the, the path that society says you should go this way. Oftentimes I find that people are getting more unhappy, you know, less satisfied with their lives, yeah. yet they're doing everything that society says that you need to be doing, but it's not That's leading right. to a cloud nine life at all. That's right. Because there's no, there's no thought process from the individual. It's more like just being on the hamster wheel. And that's, that's what my life was like for so long. Right. So I am the, the epitome of somebody who has transformed into living a cloud nine life because I'm doing what I want to do without caring about what anybody thinks of what I'm doing. Right. And for all the entrepreneurs listening out there, I think this has, has a lot to do with the risks and the fears of taking those steps as an entrepreneur. Every single decision we make has to be based off of what we believe is best because we don't want to live with that regret afterward of what could have been, what should have been. We always want to live in the form of what currently is. Absolutely. And yeah. man, living on this, this cloud nine, as you're talking about, I, I want to quickly kind of define that a little bit more even. It doesn't mean that you're always like super excited because here's the deal. You took no, a few months to write all. that book, but you've been editing it for like months before yeah. it goes live, right? And that's not always yeah. the most exciting day, is it? Sure. Sure. Yeah. One of my one of my favorite realizations about this Cloud9 journey that I've been on, and even the book itself, is that to always feel happy, to always be up, 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 would be doing all of the other amazing emotions we have a true disservice. So when you think about being on Cloud9, you, you have to experience the opposite of Cloud9. You have to experience uh, adversity. You have to experience sadness. You have to experience uh, turmoil in order to get the true peak of that cloud nine euphoria that we can all experience throughout our days and our lives. I couldn't agree with that anymore. As a matter of yeah. fact, in my life, I've often said when I hit those rough seasons or rough days in my life, I've often said that rough days are what pave the path to the good days. And the mm-hmm. truth is, without those bad days every now and then, like, what, what is really the definition of a good day, right? Right. And some people are like, exactly. Alex, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. But the truth is, yeah. you've got to have a way to define both of them. And they can't always be the greatest moment of your life every single day, right? It can't right. be a constant build. There's going to be there's gonna be mountaintops. And there's going to be seasons where you're down in the valleys. But you're always moving forward and always moving among those different mountains, tops, and back into those valleys and back and forth. 
Exactly. Man, so I want to get into these nine clouds that you have in your book. I'm really excited to jump into these today because I believe it's going to be a lot of value to all of us as entrepreneurs, as leaders, as people who are just wanting to personally develop themselves further. I think this is such important principles that you have in each of these clouds. So I don't want to give any away, but let's go ahead and jump into the first one now. Yeah, let's definitely jump right in. But right before that, I just want to say that... This is how you can always be cognizant of living your cloud nine life, right? By focusing on these different personal development categories. Um, And the thing that I'm trying to do with the allegory that I created, that is the journey to cloud nine, is say that traditional self-help isn't necessarily necessarily the best thing for us just to take advice blindly and apply it to our own lives. We just chatted about this, right? Mm -hmm. Why these are categories and why I told this in the form of a story is because I want you to interpret what it means for your life because all our lives are different and ultimately implement uh, based on your current situation. So I just wanted to, to share that quick caveat. Yeah, it's a good. But anyway, I like that. Yeah. Anyway, just to start out and you you've read this chapter already. Mm-hmm. The the one of the first most important things and, and basically the book walks you through the protagonist's entire life. So one of the first things that we always do when we are little kids is play. So that's the first cloud. It's to ensure that throughout our days, every single day, we should have some form of play. My favorite story, uh, because I do interviews uh, all the time about people's cloud nine lives, like I said, um, one of my favorite stories is a buddy of mine, Carl, He just told me how whenever he's experiencing any sort of doubt, uh, his release is basketball. And he feels like he's on cloud nine as a basketball player um, every single time he gets out on the floor. So just having that moment to just be present with the the enjoyable activity that you can call yours, um, that's truly living on up in the clouds. Uh, So that's the first cloud play. Yeah. And for, for me personally, it's been yeah. soccer. I think that you're actually soccer. similar to that, right? Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. Soccer. I love Not that. These days, um, these days, soccer has taken a back seat to like basketball for me or tennis or maybe even a little bit of volleyball because I okay. got my, my knees banged up from soccer, unfortunately, and my back. Um, but yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And how important is it to actually make time for these type of things? Because a lot of entrepreneurs, especially people that still have a traditional job as well, like a nine to five, and I'm one of these people right now, my time when I'm not at that nine to five job is when I'm actually focusing on my own brand and creating my own uh, path, if you will, in business. When should we be making time for play? Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes is from George Bernard Shaw. And it's, uh, he says that we don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. So good. right. So in terms of time, I would not. I wouldn't limit it to anything. Right. I would say even if you have a nine to five job, take twenty minutes of your lunch break to hit the gym if that's play for you. Take twenty minutes right. of your lunch break to sing if that's play for you. Right. Um, it doesn't have to be anything you know so time consuming or intense. It's just these moments that allow you to feel that inner child again. Right. Right. Yeah. That's so good. If we're going to get through all nine of these, yeah. we got to keep on moving. Yeah. I could talk yeah, about that one for a while, but jet, number two. Jet, yeah. Number two is camaraderie. Um, camaraderie is huge within our lives. And one of the themes you're going to see throughout all of these, because I don't want to forget it because we're going to rush a little bit, is that although you're going on this cloud nine journey based on you and your intuition and your heart, um, most 
pretty much every single one of these clouds has to do with other people, giving to other people, uh, using other people as ways to make you better, right? Um, and camaraderie is a true, true, true example of that in that having relationships in your life of people who you know, like, and trust, um, it's everything, right? Absolutely. And one of my one of my friends, Amanda, she told her Cloud9 story of when she was graduating high school, um, her, her, she was having a big party with her friends and basically she was inside and her friends were in the pool and she looked out at everybody having a great time and she just sort of had this rush, uh, that euphoric, you know, ecstatic rush of, wow, how lucky am I? How fortunate am I to be surrounded by people who are like-minded, who have similar goals, who have similar interests, um, and to have these people in my life for the rest of my life. So that's, that's the beauty of, of friendship and camaraderie. I love that. And for me personally, the, the listener knows this, but I have yeah. been, I've just given my life to serving others and helping yeah. them. Yeah, It's what I love. And truthfully, if you want your life or your business to be more meaningful, serve others with it, help others with it. It yeah. makes a huge difference. So I, I love yeah. this second point. This is probably my favorite, yeah. but I'm excited to get into the next seven yeah. we've got left here. Yeah. We'll get more into serving others in five for benevolence. But anyway, number three is love. I'm not you know, this, this one is huge. This is your momentous occasions, like your wedding proposals or your actual wedding day, right? Um, that is truly, truly something that we all strive for in our lives is to have some, some sense of love. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, just to give a quick anecdote, uh, I interviewed a woman named Valerie Lawrence who lives in Arizona. She has cerebral palsy. She was divorced, um, in her twenties. And she told me a story about, meeting the eventual love of her life, traveling uh, out of the country to meet up with this guy she knew from high school, ultimately meeting him. They ended up getting married. Um, and she, since she has CP, she, she scootered around Panama. I think it was Panama by herself, right? So it just shows the great depths that we can go to in order to have love and this sort of meaning in our lives. Creating a Brand just launched something new for you. We released 15 online courses on our website, six of which are free and require no registration. Our courses cover a wide range of topics from blogging to podcasting, winning at networking, personal development, and so much more. Ultimately, each course is designed to help you succeed while saving you time and money. I want to challenge you to enroll in one of these courses today. Please visit creatingabrand.com courses to get started. In addition, if you enroll in one of our premium courses, you'll receive free access to all current and future courses, plus a membership to the Creating a Brand community where you can connect directly with me and with other entrepreneurs. If you're ready to take the next step in your life or in business, please visit creatingabrand.com courses and enroll today. Number four is responsibility. So that's the big theme. The momentous occasion is related to uh, having children, right? Having having something that's greater than yourself to call your own and, and take care of, right? And uh, I've got a friend, Danny, who Danny was uh, an alcoholic and a drug addict. And it was not until he had his daughter that he realized that everything needed to change because he was responsible for another human being's life, right? So once you have responsibility uh, present in your life for something that truly matters to you, you're going to be able to live more of that cloud nine life with intention, with purpose that you know that you should be living. 
Yeah. Now, responsibility, is that also, would you consider that also a possession of some sort, whether it's a company or is it always a relationship of some sort, do you find? That's a great question. And I've found it to with companies as well. And even with, mm-hmm. with hobbies, with things like somebody's cloud nine moment was about gardening one time. And I equated that to responsibility. It's being responsible for cultivating something else, right? Yeah. Love it. That's yeah. great. I think it's so important for us to remember that responsibility, like really, that's what makes... So what separates the kids from the adults, right, is the responsibility that you have. If you really want to grow in your ability to create a brand or even in a relationship, you've got to be willing to take responsibility for what's going on around you and what you're creating or what you've created. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, And and since we're in the middle of the clouds now, so we've done we've done four and we're at at like four and a half. um, I just want the listeners to keep in mind that the big theme in all of these categories is are you living according to your best version of play, of camaraderie, of love, of responsibility, are all of these things based on your intuition, your gut? Are you making decisions based on you as opposed to what society expects you to do, right? So throughout the book, what I actually do is I show the protagonist's life based on the decisions that he actually made versus the decisions and the life that he could have lived. Um, so that's the thing to keep in, in the back of your minds. Yeah. It's a good filter to, to just have on your mind as you're going through each of these. So yeah, love that. Exactly. And number five is one you've yeah. already referenced. Yeah. So number five is your favorite, um, benevolence. And it's, it's actually my favorite as well. Uh, one of my favorite books that's also an allegory is the go giver by Bob Berg and John David Mann. Mm-hmm. And it's all about how, how giving is, is truly the epitome of how we can live the life of our dreams by not focusing on ourselves, we actually in turn, uh, gain everything. Right. Um, so again, the quick story here is that I got a couple of buddies who, and you'll love this cause it's soccer related. Um, they went on a mission trip down to, uh, South America and they ended up playing soccer with these little kids. They gave them a soccer ball and then they came back and said, we should do that more often. And they ended up creating an apparel company called universal dialect where they sell apparel. And then every two items they sell, they give a soccer ball to children in need somewhere around the world. That's great. So that's just shows again, like that's lighting them up. That's their life mission. That's their purpose. Right? So that's what they've chose to do. Um, and focus on. So, you know, that's how they're living their cloud nine lives is by focusing on that benevolence piece. I love that. And, you know, we've already yeah. talked about this a little bit, so I'm not going to share too much, but I actually have another mm-hmm. podcast. Um, yeah. some, some of the listeners here know that it's called good Christian uh-huh. podcast. I've had it for uh-huh. a few uh-huh. years. I actually recently discovered it's much larger than this podcast. And I had no clue of that, which <laughs> is really, you know, I never really gotten the analytics of it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, long story short, I recently did a, a, an episode talking about happiness. If you want to be a happier person, you yeah. have to make life about more than yourself and realize yeah. that it's not about you. And I think so many of us, we have that self-centered mindset and society tells us it's about us. It's about you. It's about how you feel. Um, but the truth is really, it has to be about more than you. And when it is, you find that purpose for yourself. You find a different joy and happiness. So I really love this, this fifth point, you know, yeah. also going back to the, the third one as well. I, I think that these are just kind of the things that have defined my life. So as you can tell, I'm passionate about it. I got to keep on letting yeah. you go along here though. No, so. I love that. I love that. And, and the last thing I'll share there, just uh, something maybe that you guys will remember is that there's no I in dream. There's no I in dream. So in order for you to live the life of your dreams, you need to focus on people besides yourself. So good, man. All right. Number six. Number six, true calling. 
And this is very, uh, this is very prevalent because it's, it's about my story. Right. And like I said before, I was a guy who was just going through the motions, sort of doing what everybody told me to do. I was going through the finance route and doing things that were basically going to give me a big paycheck, but I never thought about if it was going to make me happy or make me fulfilled more importantly. Um, so four months into my first corporate gig, I ended up quitting. Um, and it, it was this, this big realization, epiphany moment of, of true ex ecstasy that I had where, uh, I just realized that being in that current role had nothing to do with my ultimate life's purpose. Um, so I quit and then I wrote my first book and then, you know, now we're here. Uh, so it's, it's, it's about, you know, something in your career, something in your professional life, um, and ultimately doing, um, what you are meant to be doing as opposed to what you think, you know, everybody else wants you to do. Yeah. Earlier in the season, we had a, an episode that was really just about discovering that calling for yourself. So it's such yeah. an important point. It really resonated very well with the audience. Uh, we got a lot of feedback on it. So it was really cool to yeah. be able to, to hear you share on the same topic. I, I yeah. love that. It's one of the clouds that you talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such an important cloud, honestly. Um, to balance out your life, right? Because there is a professional component that we need to have. Um, and allowing that professional component to be as aligned as possible with all these other pieces, uh, that, that's just super important. Absolutely. Yeah. So number seven. Yeah. Number seven, we're almost getting there. Uh, seven is empathy. And this one surprised me, um, because I interviewed people of all different shapes, sizes, colors, and ages. And when I talked to people who are a little bit older, some of the cloud nine moments I received were actually when they became the caregiver as opposed to the one being cared for. Oh, and what I mean by that was I talked to a woman named Kathleen and she told me that her cloud nine moment was actually when her mother passed away and she had cared for her for months before her passing. And she said that she just had this wonderful feeling of ease when she passed, like, okay, my entire life, this, this wonderful woman has cared for me. And now I finally got to return the favor and take care of her as she, she left this world. Right. So that feeling of empathy, uh, which really, you know, in the book itself comes in the form of, uh, what can you do to give back to hopefully, you know, the most important people in your lives, which are your parents. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what, that's what came through in this seventh cloud. Yeah, I would say the same with your siblings as well. I have siblings. Three, uh -huh. I have mm -hmm. three younger brothers, so it's yeah. you know, for me, just being able to to care for one another has been a great part of my life. Especially growing up as the oldest, I can remember mom giving me responsibility by the age of nine or ten. She's like, "I mm -hmm. need you to hold your brother for a minute." And you know, the mm -hmm. first time you do that, you're like, "Uh oh," <laughs> but mm -hmm. it's one of those things that you really became to like. You became passionate about it. Realize hey, this is something that I'm doing to to serve somebody that that I love and. To this day, my three younger brothers, they're my closest friends. And I love that I yeah. have a relationship with them yeah. because we just, we, we grew up in this sense of empathy, if you will, for one another. Yeah, right. That's beautiful. I love that. Love it, man. All right, number That's eight. Great. Yeah, so number eight. Um, eight is the big realization, right? So here we are living out the first seven clouds, thinking about all of these, uh, you know, great things that we have in our lives, these great principles, um, and then we have this moment of absolute clarity, right? And these moments of clarity can come at random times. So these are the stories where you're just, you just hear them and you're like, wow, I, I've never experienced that, but I get why you felt like you were on cloud nine there. And just one example is a buddy of mine, Aaron, uh, he went out on a, a hike 
and he was basically, I think he was in Argentina and there are two different paths for the hike and in theme with living life on cloud nine, choosing the path that you want to take, choosing the more difficult route. Sometimes he chose the more difficult hike and, uh, it was very challenging and I think it started raining. So the weather wasn't great. But anyway, when he finished that hike and got to the end, he saw this spectacular view that he couldn't even put into words for me. It was the most breathtaking thing he had ever seen. And that was his cloud nine moment because he had this realization that he had been living, you know, the life of his dreams up to that point. Um, so it's moments like that where you just have absolute clarity, uh, you're on top of the world or, or, you know, you just finished that hike, so to speak, um, where you truly feel like you're on cloud nine. Yeah. Do you feel like a lot of people miss the realization step? Do you think sometimes people just don't even realize they're in it? It's a really hard question. Um, and one thing that I get sometimes is like, how do we know that we're experiencing that cloud nine moment right mm -hmm. then and there, right? Isn't it more of a reflection to reflect and say that you had a cloud nine moment? Um, and I think that comes with a lot of uh, self-practice, right? And one of my favorite phrases is that there are no ordinary moments. So the more you're on the lookout for these cloud nine moments, but there's a delicate balance of not trying to force them, um, the more that these will appear and the more that you'll notice that they're actually happening. Yeah, because I think that a lot of people that are quick to miss these things, we're so, mm -hmm. again, busy in life that you might be having a, a great moment in life that really should be celebrated, that you should stop and take it in. It, maybe if it's even an achievement in the professional world that you're in, but people just kind of breeze right, right past it. They move yeah. on to the next thing. And I see a lot of people doing that. They're not even having this realization moment of like, wow, this is what's happening in front of me right now. We don't stop for that moment. I think that's a really, it just sucks the life out of you. Like you can get yeah. to the end of it and achieve so much relationally, uh, spiritually, physically, professionally. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, I didn't, I didn't stop for any of it. Right. Yeah. 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 So the bit of practical advice that I'll give in relation to not having any ordinary moments is by just writing, writing things down throughout your day. Love and that. then ultimately at the end of your day, reflecting upon the cloud nine moments, right? So cloud nine moments, yes, there are these momentous life occasions, but they are, they can also be these daily occurrences that you can either, you know, have in your schedule and look forward to, or have had during your day and reflect upon at the end of the day. Right. Um, so just, you know, being totally cognizant of what's, of what's, uh, what's going on around you. That's so good. So number nine, I know this is kind of like a yeah. different section almost. Do you mind explaining that and then we can get yeah. into it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we chatted about this before. Um, but if you think about the title of the book, which is the journey to cloud nine, confront the past, redefine the future. These eight clouds are about confronting the person who you have been if you haven't been living your cloud nine life um, and ultimately being extremely honest with yourself and saying, have I been making the decisions that are most aligned with the person that I know that I can be? Those are the first eight clouds. But then finally, when you get to cloud nine, my belief is that living life on cloud nine is having the opportunity to change at any moment. One of my best friends uh, through this whole personal development journey that I've met was a former heroin addict. His name is Brian Penny. He lives in Ireland. And his, his whole thing is that change is possible because now he's doing amazing. He's a writer, speaker, and author. And his cloud nine moment was realizing after, you know, a tremendous amount of withdrawal and, and, and pain when he was recovering from his heroin addiction, um, he had that feeling of clarity when it was all over in saying that I'm never going to do heroin again and I'm going to live the life that I know I was put on this earth to live, 
right? So the cloud nine is called resurgence because whether it is something as serious as what Brian went through or something as simple as maybe you want to reconnect with an old friend, right? You want to go back to cloud number two and fix that. Um, cloud nine is ultimately having the presence of mind to say, you know what, it's not too late. Uh, I only get to live this crazy thing one time and, uh, here I go, I'm going to make that change and then it's going to change everything else for me too. I love this last one. I think it's such an important point because I've seen so many people, they get into even, let's talk about professional, the professional yeah. uh, arena real quick. Yeah. People that get into a career, a job that they realize they don't like, but maybe they went yeah. and got a degree for that. Maybe they used a family connection to get that job. They feel stuck and they don't yeah. feel that they can ever change that. So they just kind of breeze through it. And these are people that say, uh, it's Monday again, or I can't wait for yeah, Friday. Exactly. And I find that people just, they aren't fulfilled in their lives, but they don't realize yeah. that they have control of that. They can change exactly. that if they want to. And you're somebody who did that. You decided, yeah. this, you know, this isn't for me. The corporate America isn't going to be for me. I, I want right. to write and I want to help people with it. And yeah. I think it's really cool that you made that discovery and were able to change it. How would you recommend people to, to kind of snap out of the, maybe the flow that they're in? What are, what are some thoughts that you have on this? Yeah. So, so two things, honestly. Um, the first is that it all comes down to being a pilot or being a passenger. And you actually said it yourself, you have control of your own life, right? So that's why you have to be the pilot. You can't just take a back seat and allow life to dictate where you're going to go. You need to take the controls and say, Hey, this is where I want to go. And then live your life according to that. Um, and the second thing is more personal to me and, and sort of, uh, something that, that I always attribute to why I wanted to do this and something that always was in the back of my mind, even when I was going down the typical route was like, I think I read a letter once of some 40 or 50 year old guy who, who wrote a note about how he had been living a life of regret up to that point in his career. And he was in a career that he didn't want and he was unfulfilled and all that stuff. Right. So I'm 25. And basically what I wanted to do was never become that person who looks back with all this regret. So in every single decision that, and I've really, I've transitioned that to every single decision I make, which is the theme of cloud nine, right? Not having regret when you make your choices. Um, so yeah, when you think about, uh, anything in your life, it's always, you know, is there a fear of what if I would have done this? What if I would have done that? Um, and not allowing that fear to be greater than actually going ahead and doing whatever it is that you want to do. I love that, man. Jordan, do you have any idea why I wanted you on the podcast today? Do you know? Um, I caught you off guard with that question. You're like, had, oh, man. We had, a, we had a good phone call, and we played soccer, so you thought I was a cool dude? <laughs> All right. Anyway, the, first off, this, this book really made me think. And yeah. I think that anytime a book makes me think, it's worth reading and it's worth mm. holding on to. But also having a conversation with you, I realized that you embody everything that you're talking about in this. Mm. You're somebody who really lives this. I'm, as soon as I met you, I remember I told my wife, I'm like, man, I could really be friends with this guy, Jordan. Like, yeah. I just met him. I can tell. And I think that everyone who meets you says that same thing. And, mm. you know, you're a guy that almost looks like success follows you. Mm. And the thing is, when you're living I your life the right way, I actually find that that kind of does happen in, in a mm. sense. It does. That's right. And I want you on the podcast to really talk about this, this cloud nine journey, because I believe that many of us, although we're grinding, you know, we're making things happen. We, we have a desire to create something for ourselves. We have to do it with this type of framework in mind. And uh, I just you're the guy I knew I wanted to talk to you about this because you're someone who's really living it. You're 25 years old and you're absolutely crushing it. So I love Thanks, just man. getting out of this conversation with you on this topic. 
Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And yeah, I'm glad you didn't tell me that because now I'm over here, you know, I'm blushing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, thank thank you so much for that. And the one thing I'll add to what you said, and, and I appreciate you, you considering me successful is just that I find myself to be successful because I have a clear definition of what success means to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't say what that should look like for you, but success does follow me because I'm actively pursuing what I know to be successful in my life. So you need to know what you believe is success in your life. And then that successful will follow you too. Love it. Jordan, thank you so much for being a guest today. I really appreciate it, man. Thanks so much, Alex. You can probably tell, but I really caught Jordan off guard with that last question I asked him. But it was a really important one for us to talk about because I believe that Jordan is living a rare life. It's not a way that most people live their lives. And for us, at Creating a Brand Podcast listener, we need to make sure that we are focused on framing our lives and businesses around the idea of a cloud nine life to make sure that we're having meaning and purpose in it and leaving an impact in other people's lives as well. One more thing that Jordan mentioned that I want to talk about real quick was he talked about the power of community and doing life together. It's a big part of cloud nine living. Because of this, I want to encourage you to join the Creating a Brand community if you've not already. It is a life-giving tribe that's really been able to help each other along the way in their entrepreneurial journey. So I really want to encourage you to do that. If you want to learn more about Jordan, visit journeytocloud9.com. In addition, I'll have a link to his book in the show notes. Jordan, thank you so much for being a guest today and just sharing your journey, your cloud nine journey with each of us. For show notes and resources, please visit creatingabrandpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. I'll be bringing you another episode next week.